You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. If we don't approach this thing that he missed here in, a, in the correct way, it really does make relationships much harder later down in life. Have you seen the documentary by Matt Walsh called What is a Woman? Hard question, right? If you haven't seen it, you should watch it because it's really good. Matt Walsh says something in the documentary, though, that we couldn't disagree with more. And we're going to share that with you today. Yes. And if we don't approach this thing that he missed here in, a, in the correct way, it really does make relationships much harder later down in life. And you don't want that. So no. listen up, folks. Here's how it went down. So in the beginning, he's talking about his children and how his daughter has more natural feminine tendencies and how his son has more natural masculine tendencies. So far, so good. But then he said something that was not so good. He gives an example, and here's the example he gives. Give my son a BB gun, and that's just about all the emotional support he needs. My daughter, on the other hand, dot, 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 and really never finishes the sentence. Yeah, so what's the issue with this type of thinking? Really, it's contributed to lots of boys who grow up into men who didn't get the emotional support they needed from their parents, and then they lack emotional intelligence as an adult in their relationship with their spouse, their coworkers, and their own children. Yeah, emotional intelligence is absolutely crucial in raising any child, but then, because remember, children become adults. And there are so many people now that are not emotionally intelligent. I mean, once upon a time, I was not emotionally intelligent. I think my wife would agree with that. You've gotten so much better, babe. <laughs> hey, 15 years in. <laughs> yes. And here's the thing that people forget is that emotional intelligence is not a uh, personality trait. Right. It's actually a, um, a skill. It's a skill that you can work on and develop mm -hmm. and, and really grow in. Yeah, and hear us loud and clear. Your sons and your daughters need emotional support from you. And the amount of emotional support that they need is not a deciding factor for gender or sex. Boys and girls need different types of emotional support. But getting your son a BB gun is not about all the emotional support your son needs from you. Yeah, I actually was working with a client recently that said something along the lines of, you know, my wife is, is, you know, full of emotions while, you know, I don't have any, you know, <laughs> and I kind of looked at him. I said, really? Well, let's talk about that. And I began to explain that men and women both have emotions. Yeah. It's just that I think men have been taught throughout time and probably because of our American individualistic autonomous way, um, that, you know, men are, you know, just tough, just put it away. Men don't cry. Mm -hmm. Men don't, you know, feel emotions. But the problem is, is when we shut out painful emotions, we also shut out good emotions. Mm -hmm. So what you end up with is a man that has very little emotions that he knows how to show and feels uncomfortable showing. 
and and just a qualifier there there's no good or bad emotions but there are yes. uh, behaviors that can come from our emotions that are positive or negative um, but any emotion that you experience is not categorically good or bad and yes when you put uh, you can't put half a heart in a freezer we like to say so when you put those painful or negative emotions in a freezer and then you think that you're not going to um you know, make all the other parts of you that want to experience the joys of life and the happiness, the excitement and the thrill and the intimacy, the connection, uh, the vulnerability. And you think you're not going to be able, you think you're going to be able to experience those things still think again, it's going to be pretty blunted. If you've put that other part of your heart in the freezer, because all your heart is probably getting pretty frozen. And here's the deal. This is why it can affect negatively your relationships. If you don't develop this part, if you can't understand the emotions that are happening within you. So if you can't identify that you're feeling down or sad mm -hmm. or angry or upset or melancholy or just there's gazillions of different emotions, right? If, if you can't identify those things within you, um, you're not going to regulate them very well. Remember, mm -hmm. uh, I think Dan Siegel said, name it to tame it. What you really want to do is be able to name what emotion you're feeling and once you have a grip or an understanding of what that emotion means to you and is, you can start to channel it and take action on it. But if you have an emotion and you really don't know where it's coming from or what's happening and that's kind of scary and um, I, a lot of men actually run from it. Mm. So they go to numbing activities. So if you find yourself feeling hard emotions and you, you know, you're either going to gaming, let's say, or just walk going out of the house or some people go to an addiction. Mm -hmm. By the way, almost all the men that I work with around addiction, especially pornography, have a difficulty expressing and understanding emotions. Yeah. So there would be low EQ. So central to helping a man out of addiction would be helping him gain more EQ so that he can start to see before he acts out that, oh, I'm feeling stressed or, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. Yeah. So understanding yourself is absolutely core and, and essential to understanding other. That's why if, if I can't understand myself well in a relationship, I'm going to have a very difficult time understanding my spouse and it's going to feel threatening when my spouse is feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. It's a really good summary. If if the term EQ turns you off because you've heard various um, you know professionals or experts say that EQ is not a real thing, then just take the term EQ out of this and go with the summary that Adam just gave. It's awareness of self and awareness of others, and it's management of self and management of others, mm -hmm. and that is crucial to healthy relationships, whether it's with your spouse with coworkers, with friends, in ministry, in and in parenting. Mm -hmm. So our aim here in this video, guys, is to give you an encouragement as a parent to provide emotional support to your children, boys and girls alike, and to give you men and women permission to ask for emotional support from your spouse. First of all, men, recognize that you need emotional support and then be ready to ask for it. And you might be wondering like, well, what would that even look like? Be vulnerable and say, hey, I don't even know what this might look like, but I'm feeling the need for some emotional support. Can you help me out? Mm -hmm. Your wife might, not always, might have been given more tools because of the culture that we grow up in, 
not all everyone, but a lot of us might have been given more tools in that emotional support arena. And she might be able to help you out with the kind of emotional support you need. You might need a listening ear. You might need some empathy. You might need to identify some of your emotions and then figure out how do I communicate these emotions to this person that I'm working through this with. To develop this emotional awareness, it's simple, but it's not easy. It's simple because learning how to sit with hard emotions is simply that. When you have a hard emotion, don't just shove it away and try to turn your attention to something else. Yeah. Just sit still and think about what is this that I'm feeling? Where is it coming from? And can we name it? It's good. And try to do it accurately. It's not good or bad. It's just try to name it what it is. Is it feeling a little bit um, disappointed? Yeah. Uh, if you could put that word on it, okay, good. That feels right. That feels good. This is what disappointment feels like. And I don't have to run from this. It's okay to be disappointed. And you talk yourself through that. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be able to share that with your wife or your friend or your significant other. And that would really help you in starting to gain awareness. And mm -hmm. when, as you start gaining awareness and, and see yourself truly, you'll be able to start spotting it in others and not be afraid when they're expressing their emotion and be able to walk them through the hard emotions. So, and I think one of my theories is the reason why men try to fix it. Remember how women mm -hmm. like express hard emotions yeah. and men try to fix it. I think it's because it's not because that's our nature just to want to fix it. I think it's because that's the American nature. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't know how to stay with a hard emotion. Yeah, because we don't see that pervasively across the globe. Right. Like other cultures have a variety of approaches to conflict resolution or empathy or dialogue around tough mm. emotions. It just depends on the type of culture you grew up in. Yes. I was smiling when you were talking about disappointment because just today I was having a conversation with our three-year-old son. He's almost four, but he's pretty emotionally intelligent compared to his peers. And he was sad and he was telling me about how sad he was. And he said, mommy, look at my face. This is my sad face. And I said, yeah, you do look sad. And I was driving. So I was kind of like looking back at a stoplight and then looking forward and he goes, mommy, can I see your face? And so when it was safe, just to put you all at rest when it was safe I looked back and I was just my like straight face I wasn't making any faces or being dramatic and he goes mommy you don't look sad and I said well Forrest I guess I'm not actually sad about this I said I'm actually disappointed and he goes yeah you're disappointed because and he gives me the whole reason why I'm disappointed like you totally made sense of the difference between disappointment and sadness I was like yes go son I mean what we were talking about I was not like go son because it was some stuff that was going on with his choices um but I was really grateful that he was aware of what was going on with his own emotions, that it was different than my emotions, that I control my own emotions, he controls his own emotions, mm -hmm. and that we can respond to stimuli differently. Um, so I was, I was just really grateful that, that he demonstrated that today. Yes, and if your parents take that example, that is training your children in emotions. It's, it's not stop crying, it's... Huh, this is what you're feeling. Let me mm -hmm. let me disciple you in what you're feeling right now. Yeah. That's what I think men 
and little girls or boys and little girls. Yes, absolutely. And this is something we address um, in having the talks. Um, You might already have the deck, but regardless of whether or not you have the deck, we encourage you to get on that list where we share an answer to a question in having the talks each week. We'll put that in the show notes. And it's just a weekly email on Fridays, um, almost weekly because, you know, working on some consistency there. But you get an email that just says, hey, if you have younger children, here's what you might say to them about tough emotions like disappointment. Here's what you might say to them about uh, if you're an older child, here's here's how you might phrase it differently. And um, we talk about sex, sexuality, identity, tough emotions, all the things by parents for parents. Yes, exactly. So we'll put that in the show notes for you. All right, folks. So remember to embrace the emotions, sit with the emotions. Emotions aren't scary. They can feel bad sometimes, but they're good to embrace. And I would just challenge you, uh, teach these to your kids too. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.